Welcome to Resolutions, a podcast about dispute resolution and prevention. This podcast is a project by the ABA section of Dispute Resolution to increase the avenues where we can connect. This week, I'm sitting with 2022 Aviation Mediation Week co-chairs Felicia Harris-Haas, Scott Levin, and Ellie Villandre to discuss what is Mediation Week, what can we expect this year for Mediation Week, why should people attend Mediation Week, what topics will be covered in the panel discussion, what other resources are available to registrants, who should attend, sponsorship opportunities, and how do you register. Felicia is a Texas lawyer and mediator credentialed by the Texas Mediator Credentialing Association and an arbitrator on the American Arbitration Association's commercial, energy, and consumer panels. For more than two decades, Felicia's practice is focused on complex commercial disputes. Felicia has been a lawyer for nearly 25 years, and since 2021, her peers have recognized her among the best lawyers in America for commercial litigation. She's a member of the ABA's Mediation and Early Dispute Resolution Committees and chair of this year's ABA Mediation Week program. Scott is the chief peacemaker and founding partner at San Diego Divorce Mediation and Family Law. He received his law degree from the University of Virginia School of Law and practices as a family law attorney and mediator throughout California. Ellie is an arbitrator, mediator, and co-chair of the Early Dispute Resolution Committee of the American Bar Association's Dispute Resolution Section. She is a Southern California super lawyer and Martindale Hubble AV Raid attorney. She has extensive experience serving healthcare software and technology companies, ranging from startups to publicly traded companies, in roles including privacy counsel, intellectual property counsel, and outside general counsel. Welcome, everyone. Before I get into the questions, I wanted to ask the group, what is early dispute resolution? Now, this is kind of like, a, I know early dispute resolution is kind of a broad range of things. Like I've heard of everything from early neutral evaluations, maybe early mediation, early in the, uh, the litigation process. A company might bring somebody in to do workplace investigations if they think a lawsuit or something like that's about to be filed, maybe uh, even internally using an ombudsman. So anybody can jump out and, and answer this question. What is early dispute resolution. Hey, Aaron, uh, thank you so much, first of all, for having us on the show. So I'll take this question as the co-chair of the EDR committee. Early dispute resolution, like you said, is very broad. And so when we think about, for example, the different committees in the dispute resolution section, there's a mediation committee, there's an arbitration committee. We consider ourselves to be the most broad because we use different tools to achieve our end, which is trying to dispose of a case early in the process, whether that means before litigation starts or after litigation starts. We talk a lot about using dispute prevention. That's really important. That's part of EDR. And I would say negotiation is one of the tools we like to use in early dispute resolution because we find that that is a key to getting cases resolved. So whether that be by direct negotiation, mediation, and early mediation, all of those things are encompassed in early dispute resolution. And it's really about a value system. And we place value on getting cases resolved before a lot of attorney's fees have been spent and before a lot of time has been invested and even before relationships have been worn away through a lengthy litigation process. Okay, very good. Anybody want to add anything to that? No, I think Ellie did a great job of explaining it. Um, Kudos. Okay, so everybody, what is Mediation Week? 
Mediation Week is the third week in October, and it is a week that the American Bar Association encourages everyone to celebrate mediation and the institutionalization of it and its broadness in our um, dispute resolution processes. We want to offer our program as part of that celebration in order to help educate lawyers, dispute resolution professionals, uh, students, and even the public about mediation as well as other collaborative dispute resolution processes. It's, it's encouraging to see the expansion of mediation even in, in the context of early dispute resolution and to, I think, recognize the importance that neutrals, advocates, and even public policymakers have in promoting uh, early dispute resolution and mediation in particular. And we're just excited to be a part of the ABA's program. Okay, fantastic. And what can we expect this year from mediation? So our theme this year is winning from the beginning. And we picked that theme because we have a focus on early dispute resolution and how we can use EDR tools and early mediations to resolve disputes in a cost-effective and time-efficient manner. And as part of the program, we've planned a really exciting 90-minute panel discussion, which is scheduled for October 19th at 1 p.m. And um, we also will be sharing some specially curated resources with Mediation Week registrants. Very good. One thing that I kind of wanted to post to the group is, you know, so much of dispute resolution, I think in general U.S. civil litigation, deals with problems kind of after they've happened. And, and kind of have simmered for a while. Do you think that early dispute resolution is an underutilized way to resolve problems while they're still resolvable before they go into full-blown litigation? I do think so. Um, unfortunately, I, I feel like people who really value EDR are more in the minority of litigators. We typically share a common past, which is as <laughs> we were litigators um, before, and then, you know, eventually we start to realize that there's a better way of doing things. But, you know, lawyers, litigators have a certain culture. Trial lawyers are very proud of being zealous advocates, but there's a, a culture to it. And when you're a new lawyer and you go into that kind of environment, you learn how to be really good at presenting your case in front of a court, how to set up your case so that you can do really well in trial, but the EDR folks, we have a kind of a different mentality and we're, we're trying to see the big picture early on and what really is in our client's best interest, we know is trying to resolve a case before a lot of expense has been incurred and, and time has been wasted. In, in this country, we have a really urgent need to resolve cases, whether it's early or during the, you know, prior to the uh, uh, litigation uh, occurring, or during the process, there was a recent quote I actually read in a great article that ABA published from uh, retired judge Daniel Weinstein. Let me just read it here and then I'll comment. But it, it just really hits that in a world in which less than 1% of cases end in verdicts, it is surprising that lawyers prepare elaborately for a trial that will never occur, yet feel that the only preparation required for mediation is a good night's sleep. That is, that is the thought process I think that my litigator friends have about my practice as a full-time mediator. We are uh, the softies in the industry, I think generally perceived that way. 
And there should be and needs to be a total paradigm shift due to the backlog in the courts. They've only gotten more backlogged as, as a result of COVID and funding issues. And uh, that's not going to end. So embarking on a three and a half year litigation when it is possible, and these two ladies that are here today can attest themselves to the successful termination of litigation through this early dispute resolution process, why not engage in it forthrightly and give it a great shot? And Scott, especially in your practice area, divorce divorce and family law, I mean, you, you hear about mainly with people with a lot of wealth or celebrities, some of these divorce cases dragging on for years. And in a world where most attorneys work on the billable hour, you can just imagine the hundreds of thousands of dollars or even millions of dollars in legal costs uh, a divorce can end up costing somebody when it, it could have been resolved hopefully more collaboratively earlier with um, someone such as yourself that does uh, divorce mediation. And, you know, I occasionally at AAA uh, will have a dispute that involves family members, usually um, some sort of a partnership where the family members are members in the partnership. And people, you know, within families, people can get so angry at each other, right? And by the time they're done arguing and they get to the evidentiary hearing and the arbitration, most of the value of whatever it is that they were fighting over might have been wasted away in, in legal fees, right? And, and there's really no point at that point. So yeah. Yeah, I think that's very, your point's very well taken. Okay, who should attend mediation? Anyone who's interested in both dispute management and dispute resolution, and that includes the waterfront. Uh, we would really... Uh, like to see uh, in-house counsel, uh, outside counsel, and neutrals, uh, and even some students from law schools who are interested in neutrals' work or having uh, a robust understanding of neutrals' work in a litigation practice, we would encourage to attend. Uh, our panelists are going to be, and moderators are from across the country, so we're going to have a, a very broad breadth uh, of experience and uh, knowledge and insights into Mediation Week. And I'll just take this opportunity to share with you who our panelists are, because I'm so excited that we have such great panelists. So we have Teresa Bebelakwe, who is a partner at uh, Dorsey and Whitney LLP in Minnesota. We have Chantal Wood, who is a senior associate at Baker Botts in Houston, Texas. Uh, Noah Hampt, who's a former general counsel of a large corporation, and now he's a full-time mediator, uh, arbitrator, and ADR advisor with a company called uh, Acumen ADR LLC. He's in New York City. Of course, we have um, Mary Cullen, who is one of our co-chairs for this program, who is also in Minnesota, who is an attorney, mediator, arbitrator, and founder of the Cullen Group, and Lucy Clark Doherty, Senior Vice President and General Counsel and Secretary for Polaris Industries, Inc. And then the three of us are going to be moderators for this program. So across the country, literally from California to New York and everything in between, we have uh, very experienced and um, seasoned veterans to share their insights. Okay, and, al and along those lines, I guess it's it's important to note, obviously, a lot of the folks attending will be attorneys, both firms as well as in-house, but it would probably be good for people that kind of deal internally with dispute resolution. These could be HR representatives that don't necessarily come from a legal background. I briefly touched on ombudsmen um, in, in the work that they do, or just anybody who has a position where they deal with um, uh, dispute resolution. I think that would probably be, be good, good to attend. 
Absolutely. And, and Aaron, I, do, I would just, uh, I think, add at this point how excited we are about being able to offer anyone interested in this programming and anyone interested in early dispute resolution to share with us their questions. We're inviting um, anyone who's interested in being a part of the program to actually be a part of the program by submitting their questions. And they can do that by emailing uh, me or Ellie or Scott or Mary or going through the LinkedIn, uh, go to LinkedIn and see the uh, American Bar Association's dispute resolution site and dropping the questions in there. And actually, I would really encourage those uh, people that are working inside businesses to attend because one of the enlightening things that I've learned, you know, again, my practice primarily in family law, so I'm not a, a big time civil uh, litigator, uh, but, you know, in our discussions with our panelists, one of the things that, that they brought up and we've learned is that oftentimes the settlement blocking inside the firm, where does the settlement talk get blocked is with those business people and, and those HR folks. And so that was a little surprising to me, maybe it shouldn't have been, but it's not the, it hasn't been the high level, level executives. It's not at the, the in-house in counsel side. It's really with the business people and to bring those people more education about their opportunities and options. Great point, Scott. Why should people attend mediation? Yeah, I, I, just to kind of follow up on what we've, we've, we've said is we want to teach lawyers and mediators and people uh, that work inside the uh, businesses that are involved in potential litigation about early dispute resolution processes and the advancements that have been made uh, in the effectiveness of those tools and to bring those tools to their attention and to make EDR a true priority in the way that they practice and go about running their businesses. And Scott, you uh, briefly touched on it, but specifically what topics are actually going to be covered in the panel discussions and how it's broken out? We're going to, uh, it's a packed full of uh, information for the amount of time that we're being given. So we're going to cover effective strategies to encourage a voluntary willingness to mediate early, whether you are trying to persuade the attorneys, the firm themselves, your client on how to do so and, and the advantages there too. Uh, and then how a mediator can prepare for an effective early mediation and how parties can use an objective case evaluation uh, to make that process a successful uh, outcome for them and their clients. Yeah, and we'll also touch on, Aaron, you know, some of the things that uh, attorneys and in-house or even executives might be looking for in a mediator, what kind of traits or experience might be helpful to a particular kind of case and also what parties might consider when opportunities for using a mediator for the negotiation or a non-mediator negotiation, just having a, a straight business-to-business -business person negotiation. We'll have all those conversations happening from various and sundry of perspectives. Now, a lot of the folks attending will likely be mediators themselves, maybe some people that specialize in early dispute resolution. Will there be any tips or tricks on how one can build a successful early mediation dispute resolution career or anything like that? I'm sure we'll hear some of that, but we haven't focused on marketing so much or, or building a practice as much as educating and expanding the understanding of how to use early dispute resolution. You know, to, to sort of harp on something that you said earlier, I, I just want to chime in on that a little bit. You know, most litigators and most business people, because of the way the media portrays dispute resolution, think of dispute resolution really as a linear um, either litigation or arbitration. They don't think about mediation as a part of dispute resolution. They think of it as an alternative to dispute resolution. You know, the way I look at that, the way I talk to um, various lawyers about that is to say, you know, it really is 
litigation and arbitration are really wonderful, but they're really the default. That's where everyone goes when they don't know other ways of resolving their disputes. And you're subject to the rules of civil procedure, the rules of evidence, or the rules of some organization you didn't necessarily define. And you're asking a third party, someone that doesn't have an interest, to make decisions for you. In mediation, the great thing is, is it's, it's really you keep control. Um, you can define how you want the process to unfold to a large part, and you can engage in a conversation in a collaborative way as opposed to a um, confrontational way or in an adversarial way. And, and try to come at, come with an outcome that benefits all in a multi-level perspective versus a binary perspective, which is what you get in the court system. So that's a long way of saying, you know, I, I hope that one of the things we're able to achieve is to continue the, the promotion of the notion that mediation is not alternative. It is a part of the dispute resolution process. And instead of looking at it in, in down the road after months of discovery or after motions for summary judgment or after experts have been disclosed and their deposition have been taken, thinking about having that conversation earlier and using it to structure uh, either a resolution or path forward to more uh, linearize that process of um, discovery if necessary. Practice has developed and changed, I think, dramatically in recent times because of people like Ellie and Felicia coming into it. In the past, where you were just asking retired judges who, you know, are great in their own way, but to make, to, to bring a mediation to them and have them kind of treat it like a, a, you know, a quasi, you know, litigation where they're being asked to make rulings, essentially. Now you have people with tremendous experience in the actual practice of running these big cases working to help resolve them. They're young, they're active, they they have energy, they bring solutions, they're creative. And it's really, I think, changed the, the result that clients experience as a result. I think that's an important point, Scott. Um, you know, I, judges make great mediators and arbitrators. On the mediation side, occasionally you'll, you'll find a judge who likes to spend most of the mediation session telling old war stories from the bench or whatnot. And the parties may or may not be interested in hearing those stories, but the judge is going to tell them anyways, right? And that might not necessarily lead to a resolution. And that's one of the things, you know, when I'm working with a retired judge who's interested in kind of building a mediation career, I kind of, I might shadow them and kind of see what their process is. And, and if I notice something like that and the parties are being disengaged, I might say something to them. But obviously, Ellie and Felicia, don't have that background, so it's not an issue with them. So tell me uh, what other resources are available to registrants, and then specifically, I want to learn about this um, this video that you guys put together. I had no idea you guys were going to do a separate video. Yeah, well, I'm really excited, Erin, about the resources we're going to be sharing for Mediation Week. We're going to have outstanding content every single day of the week. We have actually handpicked authors to write for Mediation Week. We have also discussed the themes and the ideas that we wanted to share that week. And so we've worked closely with the authors who are all very experienced and uh, 
to come up with, you know, content that's really going to make an impact and that's really going to be useful. So we have an article written by Mary Cullen and Megan Fuentes on how to conduct an objective case evaluation. And that is going to be a tool that attendees are going to want to keep in their back pocket. You know, they're going to want to, long after mediation week is done and over, I anticipate that people are going to want to go back to that tool over and over again because um, it's it's something that's really remarkable and it's born out of Mary Cullen's tremendous experience with conducting objective case evaluations. We also have an article written by Rachel Gupta on why early mediation succeed or fail and how to maximize chances for success from a mediator's perspective. And we also have an article from Professor Kristen Blankley on ethical pitfalls and responsibilities in mediating cases early in the process. And I was so grateful that she accepted our invitation to write for Mediation Week because she is an expert in both mediating cases and also ethics. We have an article that we'll share written by the fellow, our former fellow of the EDR committee, Tim Warner, on uh, the crisis in the courts and the need for early dispute resolution. And finally, as you mentioned, we'll be sharing a one-hour video, which I created to teach lawyers the most important and effective strategies they can use to succeed in mediation or a direct negotiation. The, the video will be shared along with the other resources. Um, there, the video is gonna touch on a lot of advanced strategies because it was created for a lawyer audience. There's gonna be psychology insights. There's going to be information on persuasion. So using persuasion, so not persuasion, but persuasion and framing. There's tips for negotiating with unreasonable people and overcoming stalemates. And also there's advice for memorializing the agreement. Very important, um, memorializing the agreement a lot of folks get to a certain point where they've reached an agreement in principle, and this is the part of the process where things come to fall apart. So mm. it's important to get that memorialized. Exactly. Are there any sponsorship opportunities, and who should they reach out to regarding sponsorship opportunities? There are there are two kinds of sponsorship opportunities. Um, there is one for revenue. It's a financial sponsorship opportunity, and and there's a non-financial sponsorship opportunity as well. Uh, and you can reach out to any of us, again, uh, by email. I'll, I'll Hopefully you can put in the show notes my email address, but I'll just say it here. It's Felicia at harrishaasplc.com. So that's F-E-L-I-C-I-A at Harris, H-A-R-R-I-S-H-O-S-S-L-P-L-L-C.com. Or you can um, reach out to Ellie or Scott. And again, hopefully this is in the show notes. You can just click on those and send those to us, send, send the request to us, and we'll send you more information on getting those sponsorships. And my Venmo account is, oh, <laughs> <laughs> I'll send you my Zelle number. Um, and uh, last but most important, uh, how does one go about registering for Mediation Week? Well, you can very easily just go to the American Bar Association's website and, and type in Mediation Week 2022, and you'll pull up. Uh, the information there. But you again, you can also reach out to any of us if, if anyone has any questions. We are super excited. If you can't tell, we've been working on this program all year long. Uh, we've reached out to a number of different speakers and gotten ideas, and we hope that everyone thoroughly enjoys it and gets a lot from it. Right. And then I, I wouldn't be doing my job if I didn't 
make a plug as educational officer, just for folks that are listening to this podcast who are ABA members, but for whatever reason are not specifically members of the DR section, please consider joining the DR section. Financially, it is a relatively small amount of money for a ton of programming. We do webinars every month, and the majority of them, um, unless they're for CLE, most of them are, are free. And so I encourage you to become a DR section member. Uh, would any of you like to add anything else, or is there anything that I missed? I just want to say that we missed Mary Cullen on this um, program this afternoon. Mary is also one of our program co-chairs and uh, been very instrumental in helping us organize, especially with her uh, objective case evaluation and using the insights she's going to bring to the program with that. So we do we do want to make sure that everyone says hi to Mary through the podcast uh, and that we missed her on it. Well, then I'd like to uh, thank Felicia Scott and Ellie for uh, taking some time to uh, speak about uh, the upcoming Mediation Week programming, and we hope everybody can uh, join us in October.